0: So you can just ditch your bod, just take your brain, that's all you need, $80,000. Well, hello everybody, I'm Arden Rose. And I'm Will Dobbsch. And you're listening to Crash Crash on on My my Couch.
1: couch.
0: (laughs) Which is our one-stop pit stop of the internet, of all the interesting things that you would like to hear about. Ain't that right, Willie D? That is right.
1: On this week's Crash on My Couch. A cure for death.
0: A house. A house. On your land.
1: On your land.
0: And we're going to answer some cues. For this week on Crash Crash on on My my Couch. couch.
1: Well, Well, hey guys. guys. welcome, Welcome back.
0: Welcome back. (laughs) Welcome back to Crash on My Couch. I'm Arden Rose.
1: And I'm Will Darbyshire.
0: And we are not in the studio recording today, if you can't tell.
1: We are... In London. I don't know why I made that so suspenseful.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, well, it happens sometimes. I actually got a tweet that I was going to tell you about that said that anytime we are in like a different country making a podcast, we should call it pond casting.
1: Wow. Like
0: over the pond.
1: Wow. Podcasting. Yeah. No, I get it. I get
0: it. How genius is that?
1: Yeah, well. It's not too bad. It's
0: pretty, pretty good. Um, by the way, guys, we've gotten a lot of really fun suggestions from you guys. We have a lot of fun things we want to talk about today. Uh, I've been seeing stuff on my Instagram. I've been seeing stuff
1: on my Twitter. I've been seeing stuff all over. Same. I've been seeing stuff all over the place. Uh, I've been it's great. Continue. I know. It's, it's nice. It's just said an article. like, I'll have a little browse with this. Yeah. List. Maybe I'll chat about this.
0: Yeah. I got one on cryogenics that I kind of want to talk about. There's Whoa. like some, yeah. There's
1: like some easy tiger. There's some crazy. She's got claws. She does. And
0: the ability to freeze her dead body, apparently. Um, but yeah, we're chilling in London. It's about to be Christmas time, so we're like in full blown Christmas mode. Like, a everyone is sick. Like Will has been sick. I've been sick. Fortunately, I got sick, like, right when we landed, so, like, my cold is basically gone. Will, on the other hand, is still hacking up mucus. I'm just,
1: I'm, I'm falling apart.
0: Will is 75% mucus at this point. Like, yeah. if you cut out, like, cut off his head and just, like, tilted him upside down, mucus would just pour The mucus pour out. would
1: form into a, into another being
0: will shape be And being, walk around.
1: Whoa. And take and, my place. And have
0: a mind of its own.
1: Yeah. And he'd be more fun.
0: Oh, my God. Can that be a theory for, like a, like, a movie? Can we just do a thing where, like, you get so sick that the sickness is just you? Whoa.
1: Whoa. Easy. Like,
0: the virus becomes you. I like it. I like that. That's a really cool idea. But anyways, we've just been running <clears> around, <throat> doing our thing, trying to go presents shopping, which is, like, always oddly stressful every year. And I'm just like, you know what? The present is... My presence, Like the presence of me in front of oh, you. Oh,
1: no. I yeah. to get that
0: one. Yep. I figured I had to explain it for you. But, you know, it's like, give me a hug. Let's go get something fun to eat. But do we have to spend thousands of dollars on each other? Yes, we do. Because that's Christmas. And also, I like it when people get me presents. So, there you go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so apart from doing that, we've just been... Hibernate inside, I guess.
0: Yeah. London is very, 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 very dark. Which sounded like I was like promoting a club. But yeah,
1: it's cold. It's very, very cold.
0: Yeah, it's super cold. It's dark. It's nice to run around in, but overall, very. it's nice in doses. Like We were in Central yesterday, and it was like, oh, there are too many people here, and it's cold, and I just want to go home, and I have blisters on my heels, so it's time to go. Yes. Um, by the way, also, I wanted to mention before we get into our first segment. Sorry, yes. Will, you're looking at me like, hey, can we get into our first segment already? But um, we did our poll. We did our Twitter poll. About our movie title. Did I tell you about that?
1: Wait, what do you mean?
0: I did the poll. I said that we were going to go on Twitter and do a poll, and they were going to choose between two names.
1: Oh. Wait, when did you do that?
0: I did this, like, a week ago. Did you not see it?
1: Holy shit. You
0: get notifications for my tweet.
1: I just assumed you saw it. I, I actually didn't see it, because I was thinking maybe I should do that.
0: Really? See, I was already on it.
1: Oh, wow. Well... Do you want
0: to know what it is? I want you to tell me. Well, now I'm glad you don't know. Yeah. So, um... There were two different options. There was the final cut or real talk. Yes. Do you want to take a guess as to which one won?
1: I'm going to go the final cut.
0: You think the final cut won? Yeah. Okay. There were 3,296 votes. And of those, 34% voted the final cut. 66% voted... Real talk. Whoa. And those are the facts, honey.
1: And that's the tea.
0: And so, what I have to say about that is, welcome to our new segment, Real Talk, even though we don't have a movie to talk about.
1: Real talk. Mm Mm-hmm. I...
0: I feel like you're mad about
1: it. I feel like I'm going to be honest and say... The final cut is just an objectively a better name than real talk. The, the real Seems talk could be about anything. It's not like you No, can... it's
0: real R-E-E-L, not real talk. Okay. That's the pun. That's the point.
1: Okay. First of all... Yeah. Real. Uh-huh. Okay. Whatever way you say it, it still sounds like real.
0: Yeah, but that's the point. That's why it's called a pun, yeah, Will.
1: Yeah, people aren't aware of that rant.
0: That's the point. It's called an inside joke with our listeners. So every time they hear it, they hear a little...
1: Yeah, what if new people join and they go, "Well, why is it called Real Talk?"
0: Well, they're not cool enough to know what it is. They the have final been, cut. They haven't been listening long you enough. You know,
1: it's about film. Well, <laughs> uh. but we're gonna have to back it up every time, like Real Talk and blah blah blah. Real Talk, we're talking about filmmaking, so we're talking about.
0: No, we're not gonna have to do that because people are normal and can understand a pun. Thank you. Very so
1: we're gonna much. say Real
0: Real Talk. It's just Real Talk. And no, you don't have to like put emphasis on it in a weird way. It's just real talk.
1: (laughs) Either way. Listen, we'll see how it works for for a little bit. But if it's it's going sour.
0: (laughs) It's not. What do you think? There are going to be people like banging down our door being like, we can't understand you. Yeah,
1: I like. Yeah, I think that's exactly what's going to happen.
0: 66% babe. That's a three-fourths majority.
1: 66%.
0: It's all I gotta say about it. It's not three fourths, but still, it's like five sixths No, no,
1: four six. Don't try and do it.
0: <laughs> I don't know fractions, um, but you know what? Before we, get, sorry, I keep saying before we get into our first segment, but um, we saw Star Wars last week, and I feel like I just want to like say something about it just real quick because we're those culturally culturally relevant kids that we always talk about being. So, what did you think about Star Wars?
1: Um, I. Hmm. You know, you really frame it in couple with this one. Really. I, when I came out of it, was like, this is a really good film by a really good director, mm-hmm. good writing, but I was unsatisfied with it in a way, and I can't really like tell you why I was unsatisfied with it. I just like had that feeling of like not being like totally like, yeah. I'm happy with this. I'm
0: fully convinced that part of the reason why you feel that way is because the volume wasn't very good in our theater. Mm. Like, we, we went to a theater. We went to The View. And it was, you know, my favorite place to go because the popcorn is, like, super fucking good. And I go to the movies, like, 95% of the time for popcorn. Uh, and so I'm always down for just some popcorn time. Shout out to Jack Ferry's podcast. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I sat down. The credits started rolling. It was, like, normal volume, and then I swear when the movie actually started, it dipped in volume, and it was, like, terrible. Why was it so quiet the entire
1: time? I think they messed up the sound volume in it, but it wasn't, like, it was weird because it wasn't, like, super noticeable, but it was enough for it to be, like, just annoying.
0: Yeah, and, like, and not to say that I, like, always lean over and have to chat in a movie theater, but sometimes I want to, like, you know, turn to you and go, like, oh my gosh, Or, like, do something like that. And I felt like I couldn't do that the entire movie because the sound wasn't loud enough to, like, cover me.
1: Yeah, it might have been that. It might have been, like, I just felt, like, little things like that, like, kind of tarnished the experience. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: I feel like that kind of ruined it for me. That was my favorite part. But, overall, I thought it was such a fun movie. I think, like, anyone who goes to see it will be excited about it if they love Star Wars movies. The thing is, we went on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's got, like, what, a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes? But it's got a 55% audience score. So, like, people came in expecting something else, I guess.
1: Yeah, and I think objectively, like, if you look at it, it's a really good film. Just from, I think, any standpoint. And Mm -hmm. the director did it. He's incredible. Yeah. But, yeah, there was something about the story that just felt, for me, a little bit, like, unsatisfying. And I think, without giving away any spoilers, like, that comes down to, like... I thought like the first film set up a number of things I was really excited to see the payoff of. Mm-hmm. And the second film, those things just kind of like, weren't that big of a deal. Or, like, or got they, solved very quickly. Yeah, or they just became an, a non-thing. And I think that was what a lot of people have a problem with.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think there's like... And once again, not to give anything away. I like how this turned into a real-time I just segment. don't think I've
1: ever seen a polarizing film like that. Like, I Yeah. Like, cause,
0: Where audiences legitimately are like 50-50 on yeah. it. Because like, I think if you're in a crowd of people who are like bringing their kids to go see star Wars or like people who are younger, you're going to really enjoy the film. Cause it's just like a fun film. Like it's a fun film to go watch. It's well directed. It's like beautiful. The, like there are certain like fight scenes that are gorgeous. Like the choreography is great. Everything about it is beautiful and well done. And it also throw like sort of like the first one, it throws back to the early star Wars films by like, having the characters be really snarky that are kind of like a little bit older and, you know, you, you get to see people that you were excited to see from the old movies, which is great. But at the same time, you kind of feel like, I don't know, like it's maybe a little bit patronizing. Maybe not patronizing. Pat- patronizing probably isn't the right word, but it's kind of like they're giving you the things you know you want to see because you've seen them before.
1: Well, yeah, I but to be honest, I felt like they balanced it really well. I felt like it was... Because all those films, like, are balancing out. Like, if you give too many, like, new things, then people get pissed because it's not like the old Star Wars. But yeah, like, yeah, But if you yeah. give too much old shit, then they're like, well, like, isn't this just a rehash of, like, A New Hope or mm-hmm. A Brush yeah. Back?"
0: Which is kind of what all of them are anyway. Like, the yeah. first one is a rehashing of, of A New Hope,
1: but, so... Yeah, and that's why people didn't, like, that's why fans had, like, gripes with it, even though I really liked Although
0: it. Although I loved the first one. Um, I came into the, this one a little bit, like, I kind of forgot that we were going to go see <laughs> it that day. And then we were just like, we're going to see Star Wars. And I was like, oh shit, I completely forgot that we're going to see Star mm. Wars. Whereas the first one, I felt like I was like.
1: It was a build up.
0: Yeah, I was like so excited. I was like a kid on Christmas. So it was like definitely different for me to be like, still excited about it, but kind of like, I'm sort of sleepy. And like, there were moments halfway through the film where I was like, is this really still going on? Yeah. Like, even though it's beautiful and wonderful and like an amazing film, part of me was like, I don't know. I almost expected it. Yeah. I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I shouldn't say I didn't enjoy it. I think a lot of people take shots at Star Wars because it's such a big film. It's the biggest film in the world. So, like, in the biggest yeah. film franchise in the world. So, people take shots at it because it's easy to take shots at it. But it is so hard to balance all those things we just talked about in a film. Like, it must yeah, be yeah, impossible. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. That's why people, I think, objectively think it's a good film because they do a really good job of it.
0: Yeah. And like, I really loved, I thought John Boyega did a really good job. I thought, I thought Daisy Ridley did a really good job. I thought acting wise, yeah. I was at first, I kind of like in the first one, I thought Daisy Ridley was good, but I wasn't like blown away by her. I don't know. But I thought she did an amazing job in this one. Mm. And obviously, Driver, Adam Driver yeah. is my favorite character. Yeah, I love him to death. I really, really love him. But anyways, okay, so that's our segment. We need to move on to the first segment. I know, sorry. You know what? That's our first segment, Real Talk. (laughs) (laughs) That was a little example, a little uh, glimpse into what real talk can be. Eh? Eh? But uh, let's talk about our first segment. Screw you. Go science! Go science! Go science! Okay, so this segment came from Instagram, actually. I got DM'd. Uh, an Instagram link Whoa. from a lady named Alyssa, or Elisa, however you want to say it. Uh, thank you so much for sending this in. She sent this in for a Go Science follow-up, because we talked all about, um, like, I think we were talking about either Walt Disney freezing himself, or we were talking about it getting downloaded into a computer, I think. Right, right, right. And so she was like, interesting that you're talking about that. You should read this whole article about cryogenics. So, let's talk about it. Um, This is on weightbutwhy.com, and this article is very long. It's like a blog post all about cryogenics. If you don't know what cryogenics is, cryogenics, this is very specific. Cryogenics is a branch of physics that studies the production and effects of very low temperatures, while cryonics is the practice of using very low temperatures to try and preserve a human being. So they're not the same thing. The entire article is basically trying to debunk the idea that cryogenics is the morbid process of freezing rich dead people who can't accept the concept of death in the hopes that people from the future will be able to bring them back to life, and the community of hardcore cryonics people might also be a Scientology-like cult.
1: So. Yeah, the- yeah, that's my perception of cryogenics. before that, that. Like, if you have lots and lots of money, because it costs a fuckload of money. It
0: stuff. does. Yeah. It costs,
1: like, you have to be a millionaire, a multi-multi-millionaire mm-hmm. to do it.
0: Actually, we're going to talk about that a little okay, bit later. Okay,
1: well, listen, that's what I think right now. Uh-huh. Maybe my mind will be changed.
0: Indeed. But I'm
1: thinking it costs a lot of money.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, it's a weird thing to do. Do you want to know how it came about?
1: Tell me. Tell me. Lay it on me.
0: Okay. So... Okay, the first person to give cryonics a try was James Bedford, a psychology professor who died of cancer in 1967 at the age of 73 and is doing his thing in a vat of liquid nitrogen in Arizona as you read this. His body is literally in a vat of liquid nitrogen in Arizona. Oh, wait, he
1: died, he died in the, sorry, did you say the 70s? In, he died in
0: 1967.
1: So he died in the 60s, and mm-hmm. he's still, like...
0: He's still just hanging out. Just and hanging out. He's just hanging out in a vat of liquid. So basically, Robert Edinger was the guy who started mm. the idea of, you know, all of this. Freezing, freezing your bod, basically. Freezing your whole bod. Um, he was a kid in the 1930s. There was a lot of science fiction in the world going around, and at the time, science was moving pretty fast in the 1930s, which doesn't sound like it was moving very fast in the 1930s, but for the history of mankind, we were making a lot of advancements very quickly in the 1930s. Right. So when he was younger, he assumed that scientists would make a cure for death, or like something that would give you immortality. A
1: cure for disease no no death Uh, just death
0: like immortality he was saying that there has to be something that scientists can do to keep you from dying whether that be like like we're saying now downloading your brain into a machine or like whatever the thing is um he just assumed that people would figure it out at some point yeah which I think is kind of what we're doing we're like hey you're gonna figure that out right before (laughs) we're dead please like I don't wanna be the last generation that dies before they figure out how to to do immortal life I'm gonna be really pissed if that happens to me but um Anyways, 30 years later, so in the 60s, aging and involuntary death were still very much a thing, and Edinger, by then a physics professor, realized that science might not solve these problems in time for, for him to reap the benefits, so he started thinking about how to hack the system. If rather than being buried or cremated after his death, he could instead be frozen in some way, then whenever the scientists did eventually get around to conquering mortality, they'd probably also have the tools and know-how to resuscitate him, and he could have the last laugh after all. And in 1962, he wrote about this concept in a book called The Prospects of Immortality, and the cryonics movement was born. So, you know, there was a lot of weird New Age stuff that started coming out in the 60s and 70s, and this was sort of deemed as one of them.
1: Right. Got it.
0: Um, But... He did freeze himself.
1: And he's just chilling in a a, a freezer.
0: Yep, he is also super-duper chilling in a freezer.
1: The question I have is, like, I wonder when it's going to get to the point where we can just resuscitate people like that. You know what I mean? Like, kind of jumpstart people. Like, could we do it now? Could we wake him up and do it now?
0: No, because the problem is that... I mean, I I don't...
1: Medicine's changed so much in the last, like, you know, 50 years.
0: But someone's still dead if if they've been consumed by cancer. Like you can't bring someone. Yeah,
1: up. no, but that's as far as asking about the other guy. Like, did he just die from natural, nat, like natural causes? Like, I wonder what the web is because apparently, like, I was reading that you wear like a thing on your arm.
0: I was about yeah. to. Yep. Mm. Hmm. Okay.
1: Come way ahead. Yep. Of yep.
0: Let me just let me just go through uh, the companies that you can choose. Okay. There are four major companies that provide cryonics services: Alcor in Arizona, which is where that guy is frozen; Cryonics Institute in Michigan. American Cryonic Society, ACS, in California, and Cryorus in Russia. Cryorus is the newest option and quickly up and coming, but the two big boys are Alcor and CI. ACS doesn't have their own storage facilities, they store with CI. For my perusing, it seems like Alcor is the slightly more legit and fancier of the two, while CI, which was started by Rob, Robert Edinger, the guy who launched the movement, is more affordable and gives off more of a mom-and-pop vibe. <laughs> Both are non-profit, and each has about 150 people in storage. So they don't, you don't, they don't make money off of you living
1: in storage. 150 people in storage?
0: Mm-hmm. Alcor has a little over 1,000 members, i.e. people who, won, who will one day be in storage, and CI has around half that number. Step two, become a member. To become a cryonicist, you need to fill out some print paperwork, sign some stuff, and get notarized and pay for three things. An annual membership fee, a transport fee to get your body to the facility after you die, and a treatment storage revival fee. Alcor's annual membership fee is about $700, and their transport fee is bundled together with the treatment storage revival fee, together they cost $200,000. Alcor gives you the option of ditching your body and just freezing your brain. This is called neuro preservation, which brings the price down to $80,000. So you can just ditch your bod, just take your brain, that's all you need, $80,000.
1: It's still a fuckload of money.
0: Uh huh. CI's annual membership fee, keep in mind this one's the one that's like a little bit more mom and pop, is $120, which is, and then a one time fee of $1,250 for a lifetime membership, and the treatment costs $35,000 or $28,000 for lifetime members so it's like so much
1: cheaper That's so much cheaper Mm -hmm.
0: this is so much cheaper than alcor for two main reasons first it doesn't include the transport if you live near the facility you can save a lot of money if not you'll need to go through their partner for a transport contract which costs $95,000 $88,000 for lifetime members because they have to keep you basically on ice before you get to the facility yeah yeah. like if you think about it your body you start deteriorating like the moment you die so like you can't (laughs) waste any time Second, Alcor uses more than half of their large fee to fund what they call the Patient Care Trust. Back in the 70s, there were some cryonics companies and some of them went bankrupt, which meant their frozen people stopped being frozen, which was not an ideal outcome. Alcor's trust is a backup fund to make sure their patients won't be affected by something like a company financial crisis. So they are more expensive so that you know they won't get, go bankrupt in like 100 years yeah. and like just destroy
1: your body. The question I have, though, is like, and you, maybe you could tell me about this, like,
0: Mm-hmm.
1: is there a big difference and obviously like if someone's been dead for like 40, 50 years the body deteriorates you know mm-hmm. so much of those 50 years but like mm-hmm. are you freezing your body just to stop that deterioration process or is it more so to do with the fact that is the bigger reason because when you die you're more likely to be resuscitated like when you just died you're more likely to be resuscitated than if you've been dead for a week Mm-mm.
0: I think it depends because we don't, we don't have the medical advancements to resuscitate a dead person. Like we don't have, we don't even know what that looks like. But also we have no idea what that would be like to resuscitate someone who's died of like a horrific car accident. Like what are you supposed to, if they just take your brain, there's not going to be, you, there's nothing to resuscitate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's more like they're keeping a piece of you on ice so that they have like your actual matter just in case they do figure out something that they can do with it. Right. Because otherwise you're just in the ground, like, rotten away, making beautiful trees and shit, which is what I want to do. But, you know.
1: And also, you know, it's kind of the moral dilemma of um, when you do die, uh-huh. when are you going to wake up again? Because if you look at the popular franchise, the Avengers, <gasps> and the Marvel Universe, <gasps> Captain America was the one that gets cryogenically Frozen. frozen. But not technically, cryogenically frozen, right? He gets frozen just in the water. Yeah, I think he just gets frozen. So he's frozen and they find him. And then he's like, damn, I'm in the real big world now. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't the 50s. This is 2017. So, and obviously, like, all his people are dead. You know, his long love is dead. She's Mm -hmm. an old woman now.
0: But also the weird thing about Captain America's thing is, like, he technically died because he was frozen. But it's not like he would have died of natural causes. Like, he didn't, like, die from having a heart attack or something. He was just frozen. So, it's not like his body was already dead. He, like, was frozen at his peak physical age. Got it. You see what I'm saying? So, like... I mean, technically, he's dead. The weird thing to me is that, like... This is kind of gross, but... A lot of people say that, like, freezing... I don't know about the nitrogen thing. I need to read more about this. But... When you get frozen or like part of you gets frozen or you have frostbite or something like that, your blood expands so like your organs burst and stuff
1: well yeah they must they must combat that from what i've from what I've heard it's just you're in like suspended animation mm-hmm. so you're just you're just like as you are the, mm. the, the second you die mm. which is kind of amazing when you think about it. like that guy that died in the sixties is mm-hmm. as he was in the sixties, yeah which is fucking batshit when you think about it That is. that's like something of a science fiction film but I don't know I think I think it'd be cool but yeah I don't think people like have thought about the ramifications of it quite yet like when you do wake up who's gonna be there that you know and does it even matter anymore like are you starting another life because everyone you know would go long gone
0: I wouldn't be I mean listen
1: And and, and then what's the point you
0: know or you freeze yourself with your loved ones
1: that's true, but then you can't die at the same time. Oh, well, I guess you can. You can just die at different times. Yeah. Then and maybe they die, like, 50 years later.
0: But you get resuscitated all at the same time. And then you all come back, and you're okay. like, oh, my but God. But they could
1: be, like, really old. Like, you could die when you're, like, 40, and they could die when you're, like, 80. And then it's like, Ugh. But see,
0: I don't think their bodies are going to be there. Like, I don't think you're going to come back as your body. Um, I think they're going to take out your brain and do something crazy and put you in a big
1: old <laughs> machine and then you're just a machine
0: and you're just like a crazy machine thing
1: but this is another thing which we spoke about if you put someone in a machine are you even yourself anymore because they have to copy your brain they can't just like stick your brain and pop it in a machine they have to copy everything in there and put it in the machine so it's not, technically not even you it's just another version of yourself so you are long gone you're out of the picture you're not even coming back
0: well I don't want anyone to have my, my brain bits <laughs> well, there you go Just keep me alive. Can someone just keep me alive in this exact age? I'm so great right now. I'm 22. I'm living my my best life. Can someone just like freeze time right now? Because this is the best it's going to get, honey. (laughs) Like I don't want to get any older than this.
1: I'm starting to um, cast a a shadow of existential dread (laughs) right on your doorstep on Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, Hopefully you'll take this away and uh, have a little think about this. And if you do have some thoughts, let us know. Yeah. You know, Twitter, Instagram, mm-hmm. anything
0: else. 100%. We've got this article that I'm reading. I only got down, like, literally a couple paragraphs down. So if you want to hear more about it, just let us know. I've got so much more to explore. Like, at what point are you technically considered dead? That's a whole thing that you have to know for cryogenics?
1: Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it's probably when your heart stops beating, right? Mm-mm. Oh. No. It's not when your heart stops beating. When you die. mm When you're dead. When you did de- you wanna know? Yeah, tell me.
0: Four to six minutes after your heart stops
1: beating. Four to six minutes after.
0: Because your brain can survive on blood for that long. But once you're technically brain dead, then you're dead.
1: So do they freeze them when they're brain dead or do they freeze them just before the point of being brain dead?
0: I think they try to keep them as long alive as long as they can. Like keep them but you know, you can't really know that.
1: If someone, like, shows up... And- this is fucking nuts when you think about it.
0: Yeah. But anyways, it's a whole thing. We'll talk about it Apparently later. Apparently that
1: was a conspiracy that Walt Disney froze himself, but they, like, the family had denied it. But how cool would that be? I
0: bet he did, though. Like,
1: in the future, like, you wake up and you're like, what year, what year is this? It's 2100. And you're like, oh, Walt Disney's... Walt Disney's the president? Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, wow. He's, like, all patched together. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's
1: He's, like, cyber Walt Disney. I
0: would be so happy with that. I wouldn't be sad at all. That's like a Futurama episode, isn't it? Yeah, literally. Yeah. But anyways, uh, yeah. So there's that. We talked about cryogenics. We did it. Uh, thank you once again, Alyssa, for sending us that amazing article. We'll talk more about it at some point if anybody else is interested in it. Because it is pretty fascinating. Like, it's pretty wild. Um, but, Skulian, do you have anything else you'd like for us to talk about today?
1: So our next segment is... What?
0: Weekly. Idiot. Weekly. Idiot. Weekly. Idiot.
1: It's the Weekly Idiot. Yeah, it is. Um this was a tweet sent to me by Kate Carlton. Um and she's K eight Carl on Twitter. Sweet. Thank you, Kate. Um You're great, Kate. She sent this article which is which is so funny in retrospect. <laughs> like so outrageous. So um <laughs> there's this article on the Huffington Post uh, ca uh and it's a news article and I'm just going to break down what happened, but I won't give away the headline just yet. So Patrick Mays was driving to Saskatoon early in the morning. That's like the craziest name of a place. In the morning <laughs> last week when he saw a house on his property and it did not belong to him. He lives on a 322 acre property and said he had a meeting to make and couldn't check out his random structure that materialized in his land. So he's driving along, sees this house on his land. And he's like, huh, that's strange. But I had to go to a meeting, so he skipped it.
0: He <laughs> just kept going. Can you imagine, like, seeing a random house on your land and just being like, yeah, I'm just going to
1: keep on going. Yeah, he was like, hmm, that should hopefully work in some way. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay, so he forgot all about it, and then until a few days later, he spotted the house again while out on a morning walk. Cute. Uh, this time he took some photos and asked anyone if anyone had seen their house he was like has, whose house is this does anyone know what, whose property this is why is it on my land
0: did, wait where did he do this on he Facebook he posted this on
1: Facebook and was just like
0: can you imagine posting that on Facebook guys, being like can what? someone help me
1: well obviously like he's part of a sm- like I think this is a small town in um, Canada or like a small part of Canada yeah small town so can. I'm hoping that I'm assuming that people probably know each other quite well yeah um so he explained he couldn't go inside, and the, the the doors were locked, so there's this just like this kind of like nicely sized house just popped on his land just out of overnight. The, yeah. Um, so he popped it on um Facebook, and a woman called Brenda Robertson responds, and she's like, "Oh, that's my house."
0: What <laughs> was it missing? Wait, did she just lose her house?
1: <laughs> and then he responds, well. With, well, it's on my land. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's the most Canadian response ever.
1: Um, he told her that it wasn't a big deal. He, he told her it wasn't a big deal. was like, it's no big deal. <laughs> um, apparently what, what had happened is, is um, Robertson's house, she basically explained that basically the house was due to be transported from Winnipeg and <laughs> on the way to wherever she is in land. Uh, it was stopped and halted because of permit issues. So they just dumped this house on...
0: Right, where they... Like, just where they found... Like, yeah. the last place that they could find. Like, here you go. There's yeah. a house. Yeah. That has to be illegal. How could...
1: What? Well, but... the the, the, the so funny, because the conversation after that is like, well is that your house yeah and she's like yeah and he's like well it's on my land and he's like well it's not that big of a deal can you like can you move it at some point she's like yeah i'll try and move it like that was the conversation they had
0: that is the most canadian thing i've ever heard in america it would be like why are you on my land move your damn house out of my land land of the free home of the brave
1: probably people are just like cracking jokes because of like it's, like, such an outrageous, like, far-fetched thing to happen. Your <laughs> house were, is on my land. they were, like, the Facebook kind of repertoire between them was so, like, polite and nice. <laughs> and not like, hey, why is your house on my land? Just like, oh, okay, well, if you don't mind moving it. And she's like, yeah, I'll try and get it out of there by Thursday. And he's like, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can you imagine being that calm about someone dumping their house on your land? Yeah. Although, to be honest with me, mean, that's the best way to get it all done. Yeah. By being polite and normal
1: and just being like, hopefully they'll get
0: rid of it
1: people must transport houses all the time do you ever think about that like people have houses transported
0: i saw it i've seen it happen like you see it on like 18 wheelers and stuff
1: just giant houses yeah
0: but they'll like be split into two or like in pieces
1: that's pretty nuts when you think about it isn't it like imagine just loving your house enough to be like i want to take this Whole thing, it move it. And move it,
0: <laughs> it costs like a crazy amount of money to do it, so I don't know why you would do it unless you like, I don't know, spend all your life savings on a house. Yeah, I don't know. In that case, you're better off just selling it. It maybe it's a mobile home as well. Like maybe it's like a not a trailer, but like a glor- like a larger trailer.
1: Yeah, it
0: doesn't necessarily state that it's like a mansion, you
1: know. Yeah, you're right. Or that
0: it's like a log cabin. Might just be like a mobile home.
1: Oh no! I, I, the picture is—it's like a massive condo.
0: Wait, what? Can I see it? Yeah. I didn't see the picture.
1: Oh my gosh! Yeah, look—it's like a proper house, dude. Oh my gosh. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Just out in the middle of nowhere, oh my god. Yeah,
1: which makes it even funny, because it's like... It's
0: literally just out in a field. Hmm. <laughs> wait, wait a second. <laughs> Hold up a minute. That is hilarious. Well, if we ever find someone popping a house behind our property... Well, everyone's popped houses behind
1: our property. <laughs> right. you'd be like, they'd be like, what the fuck is this <laughs> doing on here? What happened? Like, how did this get here? <laughs> R- we need to call the police. Like, like we'd like, go the biggest The first thing cheer. I would
0: do would not be to go on Facebook and <laughs> ask people on Facebook what they thought. That would not be my first instinct. But also, it's Canada. People are much more polite than we are. So that's good. But.
1: We are going to uh, finish this episode with two uh, questions for the segment. Hey! We, we all feel weird know. sometimes. So you guys have sent in um, some questions, so we're gonna answer two of those bad boys before we leave. By the way, <laughs> I feel like we've spoken about like the most un like holiday un festive un things we could possibly. Oh think my of. god!
0: Yeah, I kind of forgot like cryogenically
1: chambered. Well, I guess it's like cold, like icy, freezy Like sure, we can we can we
0: can try. to use that house as is
1: like the gift of.
0: A house, a house on your land,
1: on your land.
0: <laughs> you know what? We're just being normal. We don't change our weekly schedule no. based on the holidays. No, we don't. No, we, we just don't. Do it for
1: Thanksgiving and Halloween, but but not oh, Christmas.
0: Apparently, the most <laughs> important holiday. <laughs> That's fine. It's cool. It's fine. Um, yes, we uh, we're gonna we're gonna answer some cues. Um, we're going to ace some cues But happy holidays guys <laughs> Sorry we spent so much time Talking about death right around the holidays <laughs> It's really You know maybe not our smartest move But I'm very sorry that it happened um, Let's talk about something fun Light on. Me. So this one's interesting Because it's basically you in female form Oh But like in a wonderful way
1: Maybe it's me
0: Maybe it is you. Ooh, maybe...
1: Disguised doesn't
0: it? A... All right. Miranda.
1: It's Miranda. that's your
0: real name. Yeah. Will. It's probably you. Okay. Hello, Will and In about a year, I will move out of my family home and start living on my own. Yay! I just said yay. She didn't say yay. I'm right now in school, and since I'm very introverted, all of my energy is drained during those school hours because of talking to people and being social. This means that when I get home, all I can do is crash on my couch... Don't worry, I won't crash yours. (laughs) Lol. She did say
1: that. What a champion. I know.
0: Wow, that was a good one. Or sleep or watch YouTube. I can barely force myself to do some schoolwork. And since I'm an introvert and a hardcore procrastinator, life is quite hard at that front. Anyways, my question is, if you have any tips on how to keep myself from crashing when I get home from school slash work. I'm really worried that when I move out I'm never gonna cook or clean because I'm gonna be too tired from socializing at work. Please help. Thank you for reading this really long and kinda of useless question. Bye. Not a useless question. Love it.
1: Not a useless question at all. And actually, you know, it's funny that you say that you're so drained by people. Cause I always like that whole intro that thing is like, yeah, I'm drained by people, but like are you really drained by people like when you you're not like totally sure? I'm like it's just an idea like yeah you get energy from if you're an extrovert you get energy from people if you're an introvert it's the other, other way around but I feel like now like it makes actually makes a lot of sense that I'd be drained from my social experiences like being out and talking to people but I wonder how much it it does make me tired like I wonder if like what I'm trying to say is like I wonder if it's like there are other factors to being so drained is it just like your social thing or is it like Maybe you're working too hard. Maybe you're stressed about something. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're sad about something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's so many factors. But you could have a point in, like, if you're just talking to people all day, every day, it probably is going to exhaust you. It would exhaust me. Yeah. Definitely.
0: I think, like, in school, being in high school, because I'm assuming that you're in high school. I think you are. Um, I think it's, like, a different kind of socializing, too, because, like... At least for me, I was stressed out by, like, everyone in school. Like, I was always worried that I had to talk to people. And, like, I was worried that I had to exert myself to, like, be a social being in school. Mm. Whereas, I think a lot of people in college will tell you this. You get to choose the people that you want to talk to and the people that you don't want to talk to. So, like, if you feel like you are constantly drained and you don't want to be around people, you don't have to talk to anyone. And it's not seen as weird, Like, it's just seen that as, like, you being your own person. I feel like as you get older and older, you have less of a pressure to be always on or always really chatty. Like, I think you get to pick and choose when you want to talk. Yeah. Which is really, really nice. And when you're in school, like in high school, people are like, why aren't you talking? Why are you so quiet? And you get those kind of comments. But... If you got those comments in college, you could just tell people to fuck off. <laughs> like, honestly. Like, it's just well, such just a... no
1: one would say it because they're, they're just older now and it's, like, more a normal thing. Yeah. Yeah. I I think when I was at school, I was always really tired. Like, exhausted. When I'd come out from school, I'd be so... I would just, like, come out from school and sleep for, like... I'd, like, have a nap, then wake up, and then, like, eat dinner and just go back to sleep. I was so tired. Mm-hmm. I'm, you're also
0: a growing boy. I think yeah, that was part of it too. Yeah, and like, I think like you're also growing up. Uh, so yeah, you're tired. Your abso- body is tired. Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Yeah. I think like the thing that which is important to know is how many hours of sleep do you need to function? Some people have different sleep levels. I know people that need five hours, six hours of sleep a night, and they're fucking they're on off. it, they're, they're, they're like on rockets. it, and they're amazing. I would die if I had five hours of sleep. Like, I need, I'm not even joking, minimum seven or eight hours of sleep in order for me to be a functioning human being. Minimum. <laughs> and I, I know this now, and so, like, if I know, like, I need to be on it, I, I really feel like I need to get that sleep, or else I'm going to be, I'm just going to be out of it. So maybe it's a case of you realise maybe you need to get some more sleep, or take some time to, like, have that in your factor. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, like, if you need to rest, don't stress about needing to rest because, like, you are growing up. You're in high school. Probably got a lot of work on, a lot of responsibilities you have to deal with. Yeah. So if you want to
0: have a nap, have a nap, have a nap. Yeah. 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 Take a break. <laughs> and even like, I think she's saying also, like, she's worried about not having the energy to do things like cleaning up or doing homework and stuff like that. Like. Go home, take a nap, have a snack, chill out for a couple hours, and then, like, just take an hour to do everything you need to do. Like, set a timer, and when that hour is up, then you don't have to do anything anymore. And if you didn't finish it, you know, sorry, that hour's up. Just, like, find a way to to partition your time appropriately so that you don't feel tired all the time. Like, I don't know. By the way, when we're saying you're growing up so it makes you tired, we're saying that your body is still growing. Like, your body is tired all the time because you're stretching out. Your bones and stuff are, getting all growy. They're getting all growy and, like, moving and shaking and stuff. And so, like, you got to give your body energy to do all of that. Like... It's a lot to ask of a body. And that's why Will was tired all the time because he's the longest body. are still
1: tired all the time. Because
0: you've got the longest body that's ever existed. So, um, you know, give yourself a break. And also don't be worried about not having energy to do stuff in college because it's a different, it's a different gambit. Like when I was in high school, I was messy. I was disorganized. I was always procrastinating, never doing stuff on time. And like, would you describe that as me now, Will?
1: Absolutely not. See. And also, you know, because you said you're an introvert, you also meet like-minded people who are also introverts. Mm -hmm. And uh, thus, you um, have a group of people that aren't exhausting.
0: Yep. And understand you.
1: Yeah. So, you know, if you need a balance, you don't have to feel like you're stressing it out. But yeah, hopefully this answers your question. If it did. That's great. That's great.
0: Uh (laughs) Very, very happy Um,
1: about that. Should we do one more?
0: Yes. Let's do one more. Okay, I'm sorry I'm going to butcher your first name, but I'm going to try my best. Staska asked, I have a question for you. I am 16, finding myself in a group of teenagers, and lately I've realized it really matters if you drink alcohol or smoke weed at this age. If you do, you're either the cool one or the loser who will never have a good life. But if you don't drink with your friends at clubs and stuff, you're just a no-lifer. This stuff makes me sick. I just don't really get any of this, trying to convince myself that it's totally fine to stay at home as a big introvert. What's your opinion on that? I just feel like nobody at my age really understands me. I don't like being a teenager because I don't like doing any of these dumb things. I love your videos so much, and you bring me hope that someday none of this will matter.
1: Anastasi. Well, Anastasi. Um, you are well, correct. Anastasi. None yeah. of that will matter. Also, every person your age has to deal with that at some point in some capacity. Like People always like I know that's exactly how I felt like down to a T but you end up just kind of like not growing out of it but like you just they're almost just growing out of preparing. it yeah. well yeah because you realise that the people that are like doing all that stuff like the stuff that you um, you feel like you don't relate to those people disappear and then you kind of like I said in the last question you meet a whole group of people that are the same as you and they're on the same wavelength of you
0: yeah that. So yeah. And like I, I've said this before too, like you get to choose your friends as you get older. You get to pick them rather than like feeling like you have to be friends with someone because you need someone when you're younger. Yeah. So like so much of like the annoyance of being like, these people are pressuring me. At some point you're going to be like, I feel no pressure because I don't give a single shit about what any of these people think about me. Yeah. Like I can't remember the last time I thought about one of the people from my high school. Like, and how they felt about me. Yeah. I've never cared about what anyone from my high school has felt about me, unless I was in high school with them. Like, I swear, the moment I moved out of my house at 18, I gave zero shits. I left all my shits behind to give. So, you know, I, I think that's a big thing. And also like those people, I mean, everyone always says this, those people are doing it to be like, cool. Those people are doing it to be liked, but to a certain extent, they are because there is like a tribal mentality that people who do the same things or, or appreciate the same things end up feeling closer together, even if it's not really something that they should be doing. So don't feel pressured by that. Just let those people do their own thing. Let those people be ridiculous. And in a couple years, it's not going to matter. None of that is going to matter. You're going to be like... Cool. Glad I didn't waste all my money and time and brain cells on drinking until four in the morning every night. You're going to be happy that you didn't do that, so that you can be a productive member of society later on.
1: Yeah, or you can do what I do, which I did, which helped me massively um, through later life, just by pure chance because I was a weird fucking teenager. Uh-huh. Um, is I got into like my hobby was so nerdy. I was like, I used to edit like gaming videos. <laughs> Mm-hmm. which um, doesn't sound as glamorous as it is. Um, and I did it from uh, the age of like 13 to like 15 or 16. And I learned so much. I knew I wanted to like get into making videos or films or whatever it was. And I think when I was younger, I got really into editing. And that's a result of all that time I spent like um, focusing on editing and like learning new things when I was younger and like being a, a hermit. Those skills became so relevant in my future life. Yeah. And when I got into, like, university film school, I, like, was one of the only people in my class that could just, like, use Final Cut Pro, like, to edit things. And that was just because I got really lucky when I was younger and realised, like, oh, this is what I'm interested in, so I'm just going to do it. And I do not look back on it. Like, I I wasn't going out and, like...
0: Trying to pursue a career. Yeah,
1: I wasn't, like... But it was just, like something interesting I was doing I'm really glad younger me decided to do that because it helped massively so if you have like something you're passionate about or a hobby you can focus on that yeah so I don't regret not going out no and like I don't regret like not learning the skills that I did because I think they they have like helped me get to whatever I'm doing now
0: yeah, yeah. and it was, like i I had like a very similar thing like and it's interesting for you too because a lot of your friends that you made in gaming are like filmmakers now and stuff like you just met one of your friends last week for the first time in person Question mark who was a gaming friend of yours in high school like that's crazy and he's a filmmaker now and he's like you know going all these film festivals and stuff and like that's someone that's so cool that you made a connection with when you were really really young doing something that wasn't necessarily going to help your career at that point but now you have this really doped person that you already have a Mm. personal connection with that works in your industry like that's amazing. For me, it was the exact same thing. I was doing YouTube before it was a cool thing to do. Mm. (laughs) Retro hipster. But I was, like, not cool doing it. And, like, when people found out that I did YouTube videos, it wasn't a cool thing. Nothing about it was cool. But I really enjoyed doing it. And it set the tone for my entire career. So just know that following your passions in high school and doing the things that you want to do are more important than doing something that someone else wants you to do. Yeah. 100%. I agree. But good luck. Being 16 is fucking hard and I know you're going to get through it. So, enjoy the ride because being young is wonderful, but also don't feel pressure from anyone <laughs> other than us. Feel pressure to do what you want to do. That's yes. our that's our pressure yes, we're giving you. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we have to go do some serious holiday shopping. We're going to yeah. take our friend out for an afternoon tea for his birthday. Yeah.
1: I hope you guys have enjoyed this. Next week, we're going to take a little break over the Christmas uh, period just to recharge our batteries, our very fragile batteries. As you can tell. (laughs) But um, we will see you in the new year.
0: Yeah. And thank you once again for uh, Real Talk. Thank you for that.
1: Thank you for all the support you've given us this year. Uh
0: Uh-huh. Everything
1: you've done has been a blast.
0: Oh, my gosh. I'm talking be- to you. I can't believe that we're, like, closing out the we're year. We're signing off. Oh, my God. We're not going to see them until the new year? Yeah,
1: I mean... It's like ten days.
0: That's still crazy though. That's still insane. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. Well now i now, now I now I want to have like a monologue about how exciting it was to be a part oh, of your lives here this we year. Go. But we did do so many episodes this year, and like I'm not only am I proud of of you guys for listening, but I'm proud of us for sticking to it, having an episode come out. Maybe
1: it was a little bit late some weeks. Maybe we weren't super on top of it sometimes. <laughs> but we found our stride. Right?
0: <laughs> We hit our stride like three
1: or four weeks ago,
0: and now we're doing great. Um, But thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for being a part of the Crash On My Couch community. Thank you for all your questions and and your articles that you've sent in. We still have so much stuff stockpiled that we can now use, so thank you guys so much for sending stuff in. If you want us to talk about anything in the new year, make sure to email us at crashonmycouchshow at gmail.com, or you can tweet at us with the hashtag COMC or Crash On My Couch, either one. Make sure to ask both Will and I yep. me me and Will uh, at Arden Rose at Will Darbyshire so that you can hit us up and um, enjoy your crimbo or whatever you're celebrating enjoy your
1: crimbo or if
0: you're not celebrating just enjoy your time off because companies have to do that kind of shit so thank you so much for listening shall
1: we sing a, um, a quick festive jingle what do you want to sing to, to sign off the new year mm-hmm. shall we sing Land's eye? oh Land's, Land's eye.
0: Eye. oh Acquaintance be forgotten.
1: It's power, it's power.
0: Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year and Merry Christmas. Oh, oh,
1: oh. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, oh. Is this is miserable.
0: See uh, ya okay. see you soon. See you later.
1: Crash on my couch would not be crash on my couch without the help of these wonderful people.
0: Mm-hmm. A special thanks to executive producer Tim Street, my manager Byron Ashley, producer Emma Kikuchi and our editor Jason Perrier. And for production assistance, from Alan